We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. The commissioner is still doing a great job. Hey, it's Coolio if you don't know, and it is time for another episode of, guess what, Square Wave Symphony, yes, uh, here on CKDU 88.1 FM in uh, very human Halifax, at least it is tonight as I'm recording this show. Uh, oh boy, it's like the it's like the summer lapped itself or something, I don't know, but um, you know, it's gonna start getting colder. So I'm going to enjoy the warm weather um, as much as I can until we don't have warm weather anymore. And then uh, I don't like it when it's cold, okay? Even if it is muggy like this, I would rather be too hot than too cold any day. But anyway, that's just me. I don't know about you. But um, one thing that I do know is that we're going to check out what's going on over at lowbiasgaming.net. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. There's Brandish the Dark Revenant. Um, Scarlet brings us 10 episodes of that. Uh, Jason with two new episodes of Super Castlevania 4, as well as his new long-term Let's Play, Dragon Quest 8. I'm sure that you never would have seen that coming if you were paying attention to the obvious pattern. Um, there are three, six, nine, twelve episodes over the past two weeks, as well as a new Let's Play of Sunman from Jason. Um, he also brings us a few new episodes of his Minecraft series, three new episodes specifically. Um, also a new Let's Play of Sid Meier Civilization VI, uh, two new episodes there by Jason. Scarlet brings us uh, Campaign 2 of Heretic Shadow of the Serpent Riders. There are nine episodes there. Uh, Jason with a new Let's Play of Super C because apparently he has to keep replaying his games all the time. And there you go. But, um... There you go. Uh, that's... Oh, and uh, Scarlet brings us uh, five episodes of Greedfall. Um, more stuff going on at, at uh, lowbiasgaming.net, but let's check out the rest of the show at this point. Here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, it is Square Wave Symphony, it is getting started, and we're gonna have some pretty cool music today, I think.
You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song is by Hajime Hirasawa, and it is the Carneria theme of today's game from the archives. In the distant Lilat star system, imagine yourself have the controls of a futuristic, heavily armed space fighter, R-Wing. Lead the counterattack on an invasion force of hundreds of alien tanks, fighter ships, laser gunning placements, and super battleships. Maneuver at warp speed through fog and shrouded canyons, dense asteroid belts, and waves of the, of the enemy's best defense. You must use skill and cunning to fight to the enemy's home planet Venom and smash the core brain for victory. And that is the uh, back of the box for Star Fox, which is a shooter game for the SNES developed by Argonaut Games, published by Nintendo and released in 1993. Um, one of the first games to use the Super Effects chip, and uh, quite a good effect. Uh, it's one of the earliest console 3D games that exists. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the first one because I don't know which one the first one is for sure, but uh, it's definitely up there. Uh, I'm not very good at it, Jason's probably a lot better at it than I am, and he has definitely played this game. Uh, it's just a one episode watch if you're interested in checking that out over at lowbiasgaming.net.
Fast by Coda, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is time for the news of the weird. And as usual, I do not read these stories ahead of time. Some of these may not jive well with all audiences, but they have been scanned for objectionable content. This segment is about 13 to 15 minutes long, sometimes a little longer, so take that as you will. Our lead story for today, news that sounds like a joke. Andrew Christensen, 27, of Lincoln, Nebraska, has had to take time away from his job to field the media requests that have been pouring in since his August 31st appearance before the Lincoln City Council, reported the Washington Post. Reading from a script, Christensen, whose father, Roy, is a councilman, made an impassioned plea against the widespread use of the term boneless chicken wings, pointing out that boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders and don't actually come from the wing of a chicken. Laughter and and applause broke out in the chamber as Christensen made his presentation and his father said the council was, quote, taking the matter under advisement. He's a chemical engineer by profession, he said his son, but he's a comic at heart. What? Uh, that seems like just a waste of absolutely everyone's time. Like, who are you making this request to? Are you making it out to the actual industry? Because I don't think they're going to listen to a single person. But anyway, some people have a little too much time on their hands. There you go. Our next story, Bright Idea. Officials in Amsterdam have installed uh, 12 hemp-filled urinals around that city's notorious red light district in an attempt to control, if not eliminate, late-night public uh, urination or wild peeing. (laughs) What is that name? Anyway, the, the boxes, called green peas, resemble planters, according to CNN, and the hemp filters inside turn urine into an organic fertilizer and water that feed the plantings on top. Uh, during initial trials in 2018, inventor Richard DeVries uh, said, quote, There was a 50% redu- reduction in wild peeing. It was a great success. For his next project, DeVries is, uh, now, is researching how electricity can be generated whenever someone pees into one of his green peas. As, I mean, that's ambitious at least and if it solves a problem then there you go um who's gonna be cleaning those is my main issue unless unless the the hemp filters are really that good hemp can be used for a lot of weird and interesting things and i didn't really figure this would be one of them but um yeah it's Kind of a great material, honestly. Uh, that's all I really have to say about that. Our next story is about beliefs. 
Nguyen Van Chien, 92, from a village in the southern Mekong Delta in Vietnam, hasn't had a haircut in almost 80 years, and thus was not affected by COVID-19 at all. Seriously, you should see my COVID hairstyle right now. A follower of Dua, a religion banned in Vietnam, Chien uh, believes that he has been called to grow his hair, Reuters reported, and his dreadlocks now measure about 16 and a half feet. I believe if I cut my hair, I will die, Chien said. I only nurture it, cover it in a scarf to keep it dry and clean and looking nice. Samson, you are not, good sir. I'm sure that you could have a haircut and you would be fine. Although at your age, I don't really know. But anyway, if it's working for you, if it harmed none, so would it be. That is not a saying of do it's a saying of paganism. But either way, it applies. How about some stories about great art? There are two of those in this set. Three years ago, Elma, <laughs> rather, Emma, Aldenrid, 18, of Aarhus, Denmark, discovered that she had a rare condition called dermatographia, which causes her skin to temporary, temporarily swell up when touched. Oddity Central reports that the teen has decided to use her skin as a canvas on which she traces artwork with a pencil and posts the images to Instagram. I started by drawing quite random stuff like a bunch of words, Aldenrid said. Lots of people question whether it hurts, but my dermatographian has never hurt. Antihistamines treat the itch associated with her condition, but they also stop the swelling, so she doesn't take them. I mean, okay. Uh, there, there are a lot of instances of, you know, skin art that sometimes end up being not particularly uh, desired. Such as, you know, um, tattoos that either turn out terribly or that mean something completely different to a person after a few years. With a condition like dermatographia, you can just draw whatever you want on yourself and it'll go away. So, I mean, the, the only real problem is that it's not permanent or even really long term like uh, henna would be. But, um, you know, if, if, it's, if it's for, if you're having fun and it's not hurting you, then there you go. The worst that you're getting apparently is a little bit of itchy. That's not really so bad. Although it would cause most people to just start scratching even more. And I can see that being a problem, but if you can put up with it, yeah, there you go. Uh, some more great art. Drivers on US 70 in southeast New Mexico have wondered about the 18 wooden chairs set up six feet apart in rows on a hill between Clovis and Portales. KRQE reports they are the work of three local sisters who wanted to express their feelings about socially distanced learning as uh, schools struggle to open. I have a daughter that's a teacher and both my sisters have kids who are in school and this is really, really difficult for them uh, to not be uh, not to be in school," said Alyssa Idsinga, who created the art installation along with April Rudder and Ab Abigail Pritchett. It was just so lonely. 
Uh, she had the chairs in a shed and said the installation would remain as long as the pandemic continues or until the weather destroys it. That definitely is a, uh, a concern, especially considering that school has pretty much started anywhere that you can think of at this point. Um, but yeah, um, interesting artistic expression, and there you go. Here's a compelling explanation for you guys. Nicole Dozois, at least I hope that's how it's pronounced, uh, 40 years old, was arrested in Largo, Florida on August 23rd on charges of domestic battery after allegedly attacking her father due to his flatulence, according to an arrest affidavit. The smoking gun reported that Dezoyas, who shares a room in a home in, uh, in Largo with her 59-year-old father, allegedly punched him in the face numerous times, leaving him with a, quote, bloody left eye and scratches all over his neck, authorities said. She pleaded not guilty before being released with the proviso that she had no contact with her father. I mean, I can understand flatulence being a problem, but don't being don't start punching your father because he's a big old fart box. Uh, that's no, that's not how it works. Our next story. Wait, what? Villas Las Estrellas is a small settlement of about 100 people on King George Island in Antarctica with a school, a bank, a church, and even a souvenir shop. But if you want to live there, you and your family, including your children, will be required to have your appendices removed before you arrive. Uh, the reason, Medium reports, has a logic grounded in history. The town has a small clinic, but not always a surgeon, and the nearest hospital is more than 600 miles away and difficult to reach. In 1961, Russian explorer and surgeon Leonid Rozogov, uh, Rogozov, sorry, at the similarly isolated, uh, oh boy, Novolazarevskaya station, suffered life-threatening acute appendicitis and was forced to operate on himself without anesthesia. The two-hour operation was successful and Rogozov returned to work two weeks later. Wow! Uh, the, having to operate on yourself? That's intense, man. No... Wow. I'm my my head is having a hard time wrapping around that idea and it's wow okay well if it worked I guess it's better than the alternative of you know sepsis and then death um, yeah there you go our next story the continuing crisis because i just want to move away from that last one as far as possible as quickly as possible dr devander goley was watching a movie on his phone as his tesla drove on autopilot near spring hope north carolina early on august 26th according to authorities i'm sure that's going to end well uh, before narrowly missing a nash excuse me a Nash County Sheriff's deputy and a State Highway Patrol trooper and crashing instead into both of their cruisers. It, would have been, it could have been very horrific, 
Nash County Sheriff Keith Stone told WRAL. The officers were uh, conducting an overnight lane closure at the time of the accident. Goldie was charged with a moving violation. We need to understand that automation cannot do everything, Stone said. I understand that your car can drive itself. But that doesn't mean you take your eyes off the road. Self-driving cars are not infallible, and this is proof. In fact, I think there are some kind of uh, self-driving cars that still require you to have your hands on the wheel. Which, I mean, you, I guess you can still be watching a movie on your phone. You know what? I have a story about phones that's got to be coming up after the break. So don't put so much stock in your phone. That's all I'm going to say. Our next story, nuts. Um, detectives with the Tulare County, California Sheriff's Office arrested Bhavna Singh Sekhon, 23, of Fresno in late, uh, late August on suspicion of involvement in an, quote, elaborate scheme to steal and sell pistachios to the tune of almost $300,000. What? According to YourCentralValley.com, detectives were called to sit on pistachio on August 14th, where employees reported someone using uh, the name of a legitimate trucking company had picked up two tractor-trailer loads of pistachios but failed to deliver them. Sheriff's Department spokeswoman Ashley Ritchie said detectives discovered the thieves had also stolen the trailers, which were equipped with GPS that allowed authorities to track them down. Sikon was charged with grand theft, looting, identity theft, and conspiracy. And all for... All for selling $300,000 worth of nuts. Nuts indeed. Our next story, Mother Tongue. Oh, geez, I, yeah, I've read this one uh, elsewhere. Anyway, the Scots Wikipedia is the world's largest open access compendium of the Scots language, which has been enjoying something of a comeback recently, according to the Guardian. But controversy, controversy has arisen since it was revealed that a teenager from North Carolina who does not speak Scots is responsible for creating or editing nearly half the entries. Responding to the criticism, the unidentified 19-year-old remorse, uh, quote, after years of my thinking, I was doing good. Uh, Express remorse, quote, after years of my thinking, I was doing good. I was only a 12-year-old kid when I started. Actually, I I don't think I read this. I think this came up in a recent episode of The Illusionist. Yeah, because there there was an episode of The Illusionist to um, that, that was covering more or less the queer lexicon in Scots. Um, and yeah, they, they mentioned that a lot of the articles on the Scots Wikipedia was written by this one random kid from North Carolina who didn't speak a lick of Scots. But, um, 
I hope it's being cleaned up now. There has been a, a big resurgence of the Scots language lately, and I, I kind of like that. It's like just languages that are considered to be dead that are coming back, like Scots and Latin, and uh, just, just I can't really think of any uh, the others off the top of my head, but it's still a good thing. Just bring these languages back that are practically forgotten now. I love it. Our last story for today, The Entrepreneurial Spirit. Um, Paul Durham of Dorset on the southwest coast of England worked on cruise ships all over the world for 27 years before settling down and taking over two local ferries in Muddiford. Um, as he has gazed out to the English Channel recently, he's seen some of the world's most famous cruise ships moored and sidelined by the coronavirus pandemic, and he hit upon an idea, using his ferries to conduct tours around the huge empty vessels. Ghost Cruise Tours offers, a, offers two and a half hour trips to a socially distanced 30 passengers at a time and has become a hit. I'm completely overwhelmed with it with the attention, Durham told CNN Travel. He plans to run the tours through the fall as long as the weather holds out. I mean, if it works, um, those cruise ships aren't really going anywhere until things become a little safer on the COVID-19 front, which apparently could be a couple of years yet. Oh man, that's that's harsh to think about, but you know, it's the world that we live in. It's a much different world that, than it was, you know, five, six months ago. There it is, and there you go. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax, and let's get some music going, shall we?
this is Hack, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things that weird and geeky. And I have found a thing. Yes, I have found a thing. And I'll share that thing with you in a segment that I call I Found a Thing. I know, right? It works so well. Um, so smartphones are pretty much ubiquitous at this point. Everyone and their mother has a smartphone, but the fact of the matter is smartphones are kind of changing the way that our, our, that our brains function because we're a little too focused on them, we're a little too acclimated to them, and they also interrupt a lot. I'm sure that you've noticed at this point, just notifications day in and day out. So someone decided to write an article about that on Earth.com. Uh, this is dated, I, I don't know if this is June 2nd or February 6th. Uh, let's see if I have a point of reference here. No, I sure don't. At least not offhand. But it's one of those two. Actually, hang on. It's June 2nd. June 2nd, 2018. There you go. Smartphone notifications are changing the way our brains work. This is by Kvandette for Earth.com. Constantly putting conversations and meeting on hold to check smartphone notifications, emails, and answer calls is actually changing your brain chemistry. CBS Philadelphia recently reported on the increased risk of smartphone addiction and a concept known as the switch cost. The switch cost is a pattern that arises in the brain while constantly being diverted by phone notifications and calls. As we continue to let our lives be interrupted by these notifications, it's actually changing the way our brain works. Uh, quote, there is this phenomenon uh, they call switch cost uh, that when there is an interruption, we switch away from the task we are at, and then we have to come on back. We think it interrupts our efficiency with our brains by about 40%. Our, notice, our nose is always getting off the grindstone. Then we have to reorient ourselves." End quote. Scott B., a psychologist at Cle uh, Cleveland Clinic, told CBS Philly. And why they're talking between two different States is beyond me. But anyway, it's been found that notifications from phones actually release cortisol, which is the body's stress hormone. Phones are keeping our brains on high alert. Uh, quote, these constant alerts jolt our stress ho hormones into action, igniting our fight or flight response. Our heartbeats quicken, our breathing tightens, our sweat glands burst open, and our muscles contract. That response is intended to help us outrun danger, not answer a call or text from a colleague." And quote, journalist uh, Hilary Bruick wrote in Business Insider. If people aren't allowed to access, their, uh, access to their phones, these symptoms can increase and even cause anxiety until someone has the phone back in their hands. Besides cortisol, smartphone apps have, been, have also been found to release reward chemical dopamine, 
because we associate Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram not uh, notifications with a reward. The activation of the reward center just makes phones all the more addictive. Researchers have found that having constant access to social media platforms like Facebook on smartphones can also uh, increase the risk of depression in young adults. Even with all the documented health risks of smartphone addiction, creating new healthy habits to break the interrupting cycle is not easy and takes time. Initially, when you start trying to stay away from the, the technology or confine it, you'll be a little uncomfortable. You'll have that fear of missing out or a little anxiety that something is getting past you, but with practice, your brain can get used to it. Scott B. told CBS Philly. Something that I do and that I should probably do a little more um, thoroughly, I guess, is at 2 a.m., which is a little late. Maybe I should change it to a little bit earlier. At 2 a.m., uh, my phone stops giving me notifications and also even goes into black and white mode so that if I try to use my phone, it's like I can't really play a whole lot of games while it's on black and white mode. Like I can't play, for instance, Jungle War because I wouldn't colors. Anyway. Um, and that stays that way until, I think, 9 a.m.? Um, it's based on my current living schedule, anyway. But, um, that's not a bad idea. After a certain point in time, at the very least, uh, put your phone on silent. No vibration, nothing. So if you want to actually know what's going on, you have to actually look at your phone. And eventually you'll stop looking at your phone after that point. I'm looking at my phone now because I was holding it up while, um, that's why I don't think it's silent right now. But it's not. I should probably do that. But, um, yeah. Just set some boundaries on your phone. Because the, the world is hectic enough as it is already. We don't need to make it worse by always being tied to these darn things. So, yeah. Try, try tonight. Turn your notifications off. Unless you're actually actively waiting for a call or a message or something. But if you're not, just turn your notifications off. Enjoy a night where you don't have to worry about what's going on in the world. The world will still be there when you get back to your phone later. <laughs> try. Even if it's just for a night, try. And hopefully, if you do try it, you'll find yourself more relaxed. Or at least for that night. Alright? Alright. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax and try this song on for size.
Pleasant Memories by Gorisel, and here comes Tabokagao with Skip, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Alphas. to the end of the episode for today so um yeah uh, that's what i got for you guys hope you enjoyed all the music i hope that you enjoyed the things that i had to present to you today and uh, i hope that you will enjoy any future episodes that might be coming your way because i'm going to be doing this for as long as i possibly can um until either they tell me to stop or i just can't for some reason so there you go um, so yeah, let's get on to the credits that I don't have up. Give me a second. <laughs> Usually I'm better than that, but this is just sometimes. 
Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Love Tourist podcast by Jason Barton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Segment music composed by myself, Manama Namiki, Noriki Kimikora, Twilight Defect, Pink Projects, and Commissar. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU, followed by The Witching Hour at 7pm and press start to continue at 8.30. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim. You can also leave feedback on ckdu.ca, click on Shows, find Square Wave Symphony, and click on Leave Feedback. There's also a podcast version of this show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim, S-Y-M, or just search the search for a Square Wave Symphony. Square Wave is one word. On Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio, or most of the podcasters out there. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax, I'm Coolio if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time.